Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. The Lord reigns, he is robed in majesty. So we read in Psalm 93, Colin. I think this whole aspect of God being king, robed in majesty, reigning in majesty, reigning in glory, is something that is so important for Christians to keep in the very forefront of their focus because, you know, he is Lord, which means that he is the ultimate authority. He he is truth so that anything that does not agree with with uh, what God says and who he is, is, of course, deception. But he's also the one who reigns. And when we look at the world and all the things that are going on in the world today, we can see how man wants to reign and exercise influence over man. And yet everything ultimately is under the sovereign control of God. And he is establishing his reign in the earth now, in the midst of all the chaos. This is what Jesus uh, enabled. He came to establish the kingdom of God on earth, really. Uh, He came with this message, the kingdom of God is at hand, repent and believe the good news. And we see the kingdom of God extended as more and more people become believers in more and more nations. And, uh, of course, the wonderful thing is that when Jesus comes again, he will establish his reign fully on earth as it is in heaven. There will be a new heaven and a new earth. So I think it's very, very exciting to realize the Lord reigns. And because he has placed his kingdom within those who believe in him, those who are born again, then the wonderful thing is that he can reign in our lives and he can reign through our lives and he can even exercise, therefore, his reign around us. And more and more people can come and bring their lives under his sovereign rule and reign and submit to his authority. I think, I think this is wonderful, you know. It's just wonderful to that every time I pray, I'm praying to the God who is reigning on high and he's reigning here on earth and he is the one who has the final word in everything. So these psalms are for our encouragement then? Oh, absolutely. The whole word of God is for our encouragement because, you know, faith comes from hearing the word of God. And um, in verse 2 of Psalm 93, it says, Your throne was established long ago. You are from all eternity because God's kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And uh, at the end of the psalm we read, Your statutes stand firm. Holiness adorns your house for endless days, O Lord. You know, God reigns in love. He reigns in power. He reigns in holiness. He reigns in righteousness. He reigns in justice. He reigns in all these positive virtues and aspects of God's personality and character that the Word of God reveals to us. And therefore, he reigns in everything that is positive, and his reign is able to overcome the negative and is able to defeat the negative in our lives. And that, to me, is just a wonderful, wonderful truth. The psalmist talks about the seas. Now, I suppose this tells us that God is stronger than the strongest force in nature. You know, we see tsunamis and volcanoes. and And, you know, as you look at the sea and you see one wave after another, one wave after another, it's sort of relentless. And, and, uh, you know, the power of God is like that. And I think God wants us to experience one wave of his power, one wave of his anointing, one wave of his spirit after another. 
And, uh, you know, that that's really, I suppose, looking back over the 40-plus years of my ministry, that's what I've seen. I've seen tremendous waves, tremendous moves of God, and then a, a, a lull, perhaps, and then another wave, and then a lull, then another wave. And uh, I believe, you know, we've been going through a lull, and we're just about to see another mighty wave of God come sweeping through the nation and the nations. And that's very, very exciting. So finally, your statutes stand firm. God never changes. His word never changes. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his words will not pass away. But you see, his holiness adorns his house. Uh, It's tragic, really, that Christians have, to such a great extent, lost sight of the holiness of God and therefore of the holiness that he expects in in our lives. Um, I think people are afraid of this word holiness. They think it's something that is altogether beyond them, whereas, of course, what God has done through the work of the cross is to make us holy. We are a holy people. We're a people that are set apart for God, for his purposes. Uh, We haven't got to become holy. We have been made holy. And what he wants is for us to live in the holiness. Um, Paul says that we are sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be holy, to outwork the holiness that is there within us. And, of course, it is the Holy Spirit of God who lives within us. So I, I think it's wonderful if people can see, well, holiness isn't something that's way out there beyond me. Holiness is is something that that God can work out and express through me by the power of his Holy Spirit. And when we move on to the next psalm, to Psalm 94, we, we see a very important truth in verse 11. The Lord knows the thoughts of man. He knows that they are futile. You know, the futility of man without God is just so obvious, I think, in our modern society that it doesn't matter how much cash people have, it doesn't matter how much fame they have, their lives add up to futility without God. They're meaningless. They have no sort of eternal significance or consequence. But by comparison, blessed is the man you discipline, O Lord, the man you teach from your law. You grant him relief from days of trouble. Uh, And then it goes on to say, for the Lord will not reject his people. He will never forsake his inheritance. And so, uh, you know, the upright in house will, uh, sorry, the upright in heart will follow the Lord. They are, if you like, his house, his, his building, his temple here on earth. And this to me is, is, is uh, such a contrast, you know, that we are living stones in the temple of God. We carry the presence of God in our lives. And the church is really to be the body of people that are taking the presence, the life, and the power of God out into the world. And uh, that is such, a, such an exciting prospect because what you're inevitably going to see is the clash of cultures, of the kingdom culture of God's heavenly kingdom coming right up against the, the principles and the values of this world which change and which seem to be in very steady decline in all kinds of ways. But, of course, the standards of God's kingdom never change and they never decline. And so I think it's so exciting for us to be part of God's kingdom and therefore part of his purposes. In verse 22 of Psalm 94, The Lord has become my rock, my fortress, and my God the rock in whom I take refuge. And... 
this is uh, something we found as we've gone through the Psalms, reoccurs again and again, that God is the rock, God is the fortress, God is our protector, God is our refuge. We live in him, and, and he lives in us now, of course, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we're, we're sort of in, in his protection, we're under his covering, we're in his purposes, we're part of the glorious plan that he is outworking in his creation. Just a few moments ago, Colin, you said that you were expecting a move of God in this nation and in the world. And now you're talking about clashes of cultures. So on the one hand, you're expecting a move of God. On the other hand, you're expecting trouble. These two synonymous? Well, uh, the one inevitably leads to the other uh, because when God revives his people, they return to the values of the world. They return to God's values. There's a restoration of holiness. There's a restoration of faith. There's a restoration of the authority. And, and of righteousness. And therefore, uh, inevitably, there, there becomes a great contrast between the unrighteousness that we see in society. We see so many things today that are uh, quite in opposition to the Word of God. And so when there's a restored faith in the Word of God, then you see the values first in the church and then in society being changed and being restored to that which is pleasing and acceptable in God's sight. So it's a healthy situation for uh, for the church to be to be challenged. Well, there should there should always be conflict. Um, the church is not doing its job if there isn't, because um, you know the the uh, the church is called upon to actually proclaim the word of God, and the word of God divides. The scripture is very clear about that. And uh, if you preach the gospel, there is always a division between those who believe and those who don't, those who obey and those who won't, those who follow the Lord and those who've got no desire to follow the Lord. So the preaching of the word of God uh, inevitably causes that kind of division. Um, and um, you, you can't help that. It's when the church tries to appease everybody and to please everybody and uh, and tries to take all the different views and opinions of, of people into account and comes out with some meshy, mushy uh, nonsense, really, because it, it, it's a contradiction to the truth. That That is evidence that the church has lost its way. So, yeah, we've got to be prepared to stand up and count, be counted. We've got to be prepared to say, this is what we believe as the people of God. This is what we believe as Christians. This is what we believe to be the truth. This is what God proclaims in his word. And it's not for any of us to change what God has declared. And his word has stood fast already for thousands of years. And it will continue to stand firm for all eternity because truth is eternal. We've been going through these psalms to see what they teach us about God. And I suppose this psalm is telling us that this is God who avenges us. It's him who is our fortress in times of trouble. It's to him we go. Yeah, judgment belongs to the Lord. We don't have to judge anyone. I'm saying that we come into conflict, not that we judge those uh, who are opposed. That's God's business. Our business is to proclaim the truth, no matter what it costs us. Our business is to see that as people have the opportunity to believe the truth, so they are set free, because as Jesus said, it is knowing the truth that sets us free. 
You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 